just want to take this time to wish everyone a happy new year's thank you for supporting the podcast it's actually been going fairly well thank you uh for keeping tuning in every single week the numbers have been going up without rj surprisingly so <laughs> we'll stick with it we'll get to it but uh big piece of news for 2024 is that we are on tiktok it's about damn time <laughs> it, it, to be in 2024 without a tiktok would have been a death sentence to any growth that would, i would have hoped to accumulate so all right i guess a, a, a topic that's taking over tiktok is gypsy rose blanchard this was crazy when i learned about what she did uh and when i did learn i said she deserved it the prison time, not the severe abuse from her mother. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. What her mom did was fucked up beyond belief. Uh, Gypsy Rose could have caught the cops at any time, but maybe she didn't know any better and thought her mom would do right by her in the end. I don't know. Well, she found out that she wasn't handicapped or disabled, and then she convinced her boyfriend to kill her mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> And uh, after that, she was sentenced to eight years in prison. Uh she was obviously wrong for what she did and i don't know how anyone could justify what she did being right however the family of the mom said that the mom got what she deserved and they apparently poured her ashes down the toilet so who am i to say anything you know what let's let's try that again let's try that again Another topic that's uh, taking over TikTok and the rest of the country in general is FSU football. Uh, when I learned what they did, I said they deserved it. The embarrassing loss, not the injury to Jordan Travis. No, that like don't get me wrong. What the college football playoff committee did to them was fucked up beyond belief. Uh, FSU could have called lawyers at any time and ended up doing so, but maybe they thought the committee would do right by them. <laughs> maybe they didn't know any better, but, uh, well... FSU found out that they were left out of the playoffs pretty quickly and convinced themselves to kill the ACC's chance, chances of making the playoffs for the next eight years. Uh, they were obviously wrong for what they did, and I really don't know how anyone can justify it. However, the rest of the conference said that FSU got what they deserved and then flushed the ACC's ashes down the toilet. So, who am I to say anything? Live from Delaware... It's Hoagies and Pierogies with your hosts, Ian DiCarlo. We're getting a little double down. Chocolate rain. And RJ Hammond. What's more hot tea in my life? Let's just say he was a good lover. All right. I think we're, we all know what we're here for is the college football playoff games, but we'll get to that in a minute. It'll, it, it, Hold up, hold up. Don't get ahead of ourselves. We got some things to go over here. No baseball news, but some basketball news, huh? Aaron Gordon's got that dog on him. <laughs> 21 stitches that he needed because he said he was fucking around with his dog <laughs> after he drank too much eggnog. He said, fuck around, find out. <laughs> I wonder where he got bit. I actually didn't see any pictures of where he got bit. If he needed seven more stitches, this would have been a great coincidence because the Pistons just broke their 28 game losing streak 28 games without a win in basketball can you imagine 28 games in baseball even i i can't imagine 
holy shit, uh, how do you lose 28 games as a franchise? Uh, they did not win all of November, and people were saying that's that they had to give up the Pistons for the Lions to do anything. Before we get into the playoff games, I'm going to go over the New York Six, uh, New Year's Six Bowls. How could I go over the bowl games without talking about the Pop-Tart Bowl? Come on. <laughs> so, immediately I thought SportsCenter lied to us. I saw the mascot. I said, that's not edible. Are you kidding me? Come on. Because I had seen a picture early in the, earlier in the day of the trophy that had the two Pop-Tarts in it. So, I was afraid that's what they were like. Eh, we don't have the resources to do this. Maybe we should just put the Pop-Tarts in the trophy. That was really... I was ticked off by that. I was. I was looking forward to it. And lo and behold, <laughs> that Pop-Tart got roasted. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was a little bit morbid. Uh, just, I, I don't know why. I really don't know why. Getting eaten with a smile on his face just made me like cringe a little bit. I don't know. It was very weird. It was very weird to me. But... I did enjoy it. Now we're going to have a bunch of food mascots. We got the cheese it <laughs> who held up the sign that said, I'm not edible, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. But, and then, oh, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Head coach of West Virginia got dunked with mayo. That was disgusting. one of their uh, reporters got a fry and dipped the fry in the mayo off of him. That was, that's nasty. Uh, no, 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 thank you, Dukes. You can do it. I mean, it's fun to see, but it's gross. It's gross. All right. First, uh, New York six bowl that people were looking forward to. People thought this would be a good game. Uh, after Kyle McCord transferred though, I don't, I don't know. It's, it wasn't even like, I feel like he wasn't that big of a part of the offense. So I'm surprised that Ohio State only mustered three points against Mizzou. And Mizzou only scored 14 points, and they scored them all in the uh, fourth quarter. It was just a bad game. 128 passing yards from Brady Cook. That was basically the high. Well, no. Mizzou's running back had 128 yards and a touchdown. That was the highlight, highlight player of the game. I'm sure that he won offensive MVP, but that was, I mean, a terrible way to start out the New Year's Six Bowls. Um, that was, yeah, very boring. In the same day, we had Notre Dame beaten up on Oregon State, 40-8. to eight. Uh, Clemson scored 28 points in the fourth quarter to beat Kentucky, 38-35. That's, that was kind of exciting. But then, uh, so that was Friday. And then we move on to Saturday here. That really was the Peach Bowl. That was some hot ass from Penn State. (laughs) I was really hoping that my state light bit would help Penn State in some way, shape, or form. 
but it did not at all. It did not at all. 38-25 Ole Miss. Uh, it, Drew Aller had t- 295 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, which doesn't seem bad on paper. But Prabola came in. He was running. He was going crazy. He had a 48-yard completion as his only completion of the game. It was a touchdown. I, Aller struggled again, and I, it was disappointing to see after the Michigan State game. Um Jackson Dart went off. They could not. I'm telling you what, Penn State had so many players out. No uh, Fashanu, so their offensive line was depleted. I think they were losing a linebacker, but the big thing was they were missing their two starting corners. So, uh, who was it? Uh, Harris. Trey Harris the third. It, he only had seven receptions, but you could have told me that he would have that he had 17, and I would have believed you. Every single time he turned around, it was Harris the third catching the ball. Number nine, Harris the third, Harris the third, Harris the third. It was crazy. 134 yards, only seven catches. Didn't even have a touchdown, and I thought he did. The other, uh, their tight end went off. Ten receptions, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Prescorn. I, I, this was just the Penn State team that showed up against Ohio State and Michigan. Very disappointing, like I said, after that Michigan, especially after that Michigan State game. I mean, it was Michigan State. I mean, what should I have been expecting, really? But the uh, Penn State's got to luck into the Peach Bowl next year to uh, try to win all six New Year's Eve bowls. That's the only one they don't have is the Peach Bowl, which is pretty impressive. Okay, something needs to be done about all of these opt-outs for the bowl games. I don't want to say that because projecting people to go on certain days in the draft is finicky at best. But unless you're like a projected first to third rounder, I I say you can't skip these bowl games. It, It was so bad what Florida State did. They really... I, 63 to three first off 63 to three worse than the TCU game last year against Georgia I don't know how it I, I it was worse than that I really don't understand how it could have gotten any worse than last year when Georgia crushed TCU but this was how this was exactly how I there really there really needs to be a way to keep these games competitive I think a solution would be to have the non-playoff games be immediately following the regular season. That way, there's no time wasted if someone gets hurt, someone sprains an ankle, you're out for six weeks max. Well, I mean, uh, play through the, <laughs> play through finals. Fuck it. <laughs> Who cares about school when you're going to the NFL? I I, I really have no solution for this right now. Uh, but to throw the bowl game in the fashion that FSU did is a slap in the face to your program as a whole. And I quiet quitting is not a viable option. I don't know what the fuck that was, but TCU actually looks like they knew what they were doing, but just got dominated. FSU looked like they completely forgot how to play football. It was so bad. They, I mean, it, it really gets me to say, fuck you FSU. I felt bad for you at first. I really did. But now I hope you have to pay all of that $130 million to leave the ACC. What? 
How do you think you're going to fare in, uh, where would they even go? The Big Ten? Probably not. They probably wouldn't have them. The Big 12 would be an interesting uh, case. That's It's just bad. They would probably end up being in the SEC, which, be, which would be worst case scenario for them. Uh, it was 42-3 to at halftime. Lab McConkie scored a Madden 2004 style touchdown. Just outran every single person. And he was going to throw on the play. It was a designed throw for him. He ran all the way. I think it was like a 30-yard run that he had. That was really awesome to see. But come on. Come on, FSU. You you can't be doing this to people. That was the Orange Bowl. This one, I think, was probably just the worst matchup on paper. Oregon against Liberty. Oregon was obviously going to win. They won 45-6. After the opening possession that uh, Liberty had, they never scored again. I don't, know, I don't know if they went for two on that touchdown or not, or that if they just missed the extra point. Didn't matter. Bonix got a bunch of NCAA QB records just because this is like his eighth year playing. So not surprising. Oh, shit. Let's get into, the, into these playoff games. I really thought that it would be Alabama-Texas just for rating purposes, but Michigan and Washington pulled out. Michigan and Washington did it. Uh, <laughs> that was... That Alabama-Michigan game was the best, sloppiest game I have ever watched. I, what, what? Michigan had five sacks. The center for Alabama had money on Michigan. and it, That said, I don't know what that center was doing, but he needed to stop. He had, I don't know why they didn't take him out at halftime. Every single snap was low or high. It was mostly low, though. It, it fucked them. It, it took an extra second. For Miller Railroad to reset after he got the snap, just because it was so fucking crazy. Uh, that one, it was all, it was basically all Michigan. Like, you, it was shocking, absolutely shocking that it was ten to thirteen at halftime. Michigan should have been up like twenty-four to ten, at like at the least. It was, it was just, like I said, just so sloppy. Uh, more designed QB runs definitely helped Alabama in the second half. Uh, but like I said, those low snaps kept Milrow from gaining any momentum. It was so bad. But, I mean, it was a close game the whole time. Bama was able to burn a ton of clock in that drive to make it 20-13 uh, to 13 with like four minutes and 40 seconds left. But Michigan, they went down the field, tied the game with a minute 34 left. And I was like... Hold on, you left a little bit too much time for Milrow. They were close. They were close, but they had to punt the ball away. Bama is, they can't really beat themselves up over this because it's not their fault. But the Michigan returner muffed the punt at the five-yard line, picked it up at the one, and started going forward. If he would not have started going forward, he would have been knocked into the end zone and Alabama would have gotten the safety to go up 22 to 20, got the ball back, would have kneeled it out. But nope, this one went into overtime. What a start to the playoff. Right away, Blake Corum gets the ball twice in overtime. Eight-yard run and then takes it to the house on the next one. Blake Corum wanted it. And honestly, with his Trey Young looking at his head, he deserves it. Uh, but yeah, it was Milrow being sacked seven times definitely didn't help anything. And this was just like a punt fest at one point. It was, <laughs> I was watching the Pat McAfee broadcast and every, every drive was, 
Oh! Boom! Oh! <laughs> Every single booming punt. It, he went crazy. It was. It's kind of fun to see a uh, a punter cheer for his for his own. Those were some terrible play calls going into that last that last little uh, sequence on offense there in overtime. Try to hand it off and sh- shotgun runs first off. I hate. We know this. I hate shotgun runs. They never work at the goal line. Never. Never, ever, ever. And what does Bama do? Run it twice in shotgun on second down and third down. And then Milrow has to get another three yards to get the first down. Direct snap to him. He just dolphin dives and doesn't even come close to the first down. I, I'm really glad he did not win the husband. <laughs> what a great game, though. Uh, we could definitely say one thing for certain. J.J. McCarthy is, I think, confirmed the best Michigan quarterback in school in program history. What did Brady do? I mean, you know, people posted that like as it, as if it were some slight to Brady. What? That doesn't make any sense to me. Brady wasn't that great in college. I mean, there's a reason he went in the sixth round. He was there is a reason he was 199 off the board. But yeah, congrats to Michigan. I think this is going to set up a great, great matchup. Holy shit. I had a bad feeling about this one. I thought Texas is what was going to win. But baby, I've been riding Washington all season. I was cheering for him the whole time. Oh, my God. Uh, immediately, I said right when Texas tied the game, I was like, this is going to be like a 45-42 game. And it was getting there. It was, it was, it was getting there. Uh, the first big mistake went to Washington uh, with 11.45 left in the second quarter. Muffed the punt, and the long to- Longhorns capitalized on the TV uh, on the TD to tie it up. Big man TD, too. Uh, it was 14-14 at that point. I, I was afraid that Washington was going to pull in Oregon. They started going for it on fourth and three, and I said, what are you do- Just, Just kick the field goal. Please just kick the field goal. What are you doing? Just take the points at this point. You saw how it bit another team that Washington beat already in the ass. So why would you do it yourself? Why would you shoot yourself in the foot like that? I don't I don't get that. Let's see here. It was uh, 21, 21 at halftime. I was hoping that I could go to bed early, but it was not going to happen. It was 11 o'clock and the second half didn't even kick off yet. That, that's absurd. That, that's actually absurd. Texas made their first huge mistake of the game it was a fumble and then Washington took a 31-21 lead after that it was uh 28 to 21 before that fumble which made it a two-score game this was really important uh there was about seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter but Washington was just a first down machine the whole game oh my 10 yards 10 yards 10 yards 8 yards 10 yards 10 yards I loved it it was I absolutely loved it uh, the third quarter ended up uh, with Washington threatening in the red zone, uh, but all they could muster out of it was a field goal. So they went up 34-21 to 21 at that point. And this was what we all thought was the dagger. Texas pulled a butt fumble. Uh, I, I did feel bad for him because you were like, oh, this, this has to be it. Um, that was with just under 13 minutes left. So it was still Washington's ball. But they couldn't score there. They could not capitalize on that fumble. So 
Texas gets the ball back, and Adonai Mitchell had a great catch. Double jumped on the back shoulder fade, caught it. It was 34-28 with uh, 7.23 left. And then it went back and forth a little bit. Uh, then Gross got his third field goal of the night to make it 37-28 with two minutes and 40 seconds left. That was that was pretty much that, – that was the score that – put texas in their coffin or was it oh, or was it washington almost fucked up so bad they did fuck up so bad washington did fuck up so bad so what texas used all of their timeouts and then michigan was just, or uh, washington was just running the ball out run a clock on third down, Texas didn't have any timeouts left. But Dylan Johnson went down. Dylan Johnson, their main running back, one of their main threats, a huge part of their game plan. The same Johnson that got injured earlier in the game and should not have even been out on the field running out the clock. Goes down with 50 seconds left. And he's majorly hurt. I don't know what his status is for the Michigan game next week. If he's out, it's Michigan probably will win. Johnson is a huge part of their game. Has been all season. Washington does have to punt then with about 50 seconds left. Because it was, it was fourth down after that third down run. And the clock stopped and it didn't continue until the snap. So... They Washington kicks it, and the dumbass decides to run into. He didn't completely run into him, but he didn't give give him any space at all. Comes in, basically taps him on the helmet. Boom, fifteen yards, interfering with the uh, returner. Balls at like the thirty yard line ish at this point, and it was it was looking fine. They were still moving, but Washington was not in a prevent bullshit, so they they should have been fine. Uh, but nope. Uh, Texas gets the ball to the Washington 28 with 20 seconds left. At this point, I am freaking out. Washington absolutely fucked up. They're going to lose this game. Um, Then they get the ball down to the 12 with 15 seconds left after that play. They get to run another play. Uh, Texas does. They take they take their time on this one. I don't know what happened. It was probably an incomplete pass. But then the next play, third down, was the important one. The Washington defender slapped the ball out of the Texas receiver's hand so hard that it hit the ground with one second left. So Texas had an other shot at the game to win. This would have won the game or at least tied it up depending on the PAT. Texas had, I thought Mitchell was going off at this point. Uh, Muhammad Washington's cornerback got hurt on that second to last play with five seconds left. So he's out for the last play. I Mitch, Andy Mitchell should have scored that touchdown there. But the defender 
Washington's quarterback just I I think it might have been their safety safety or cornerback whatever it doesn't matter came in smacked that ball away no time left the Huskies pull through oh my god I wish I had gotten a live reaction to this but it didn't end until 1250 the game ended at 1250 that's crazy why on New Year's Day do you have games that are ending at 1 a.m. Eastern time that is stupid. Start the Rose Bowl at 3.30. Start the next game at 6. Or 7. Not 9 o'clock. Jesus Christ. Getting too old for this shit. I mean, everyone had just stayed up until 12 o'clock the previous night. They know that. We're tired, people. Come on. Make a better schedule. But I do think that this will be the best matchup. Um it is a little bit concerning for me for Michigan because they don't really have a super explosive. I mean, they're kind of like I mean, all those Big Tens are kind of Big Ten teams are kind of the same. They don't really have super crazy playmakers on the outside, except for Ohio State, which, but they blew they blew it. So, I am uh, kind of concerned about the injuries that Washington mounted. Um. I think this is probably I, I do think as long as Penix and Odunze are healthy, I do think that they will win the game. Um I I just don't think Michigan's offense is explosive enough. And Texas's was. Texas's offense was explosive enough. They had they could run the ball well, but they really didn't get much of a pass game going until the fourth quarter. So and we still, I mean, we still need to see J.J. McCarthy throw the ball at a high volume. So I, it's, I do think that Washington's, Washington is going to win. I'm going to say let's let's go 38-28, 38-28 Washington. I, th- I think that's a good prediction. We'll find out next Monday. Fuck yeah! All right, so I really just watched the Thursday night game and the Saturday game for uh, NFL. I was in Pittsburgh for New Year's Eve, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, didn't watch a single second of football on Sunday. I was I wasn't disappointed, but <laughs> no, I, I had a lot of fun at in Pittsburgh. But the uh, first big piece of news is that Russell Wilson is getting benched for the rest of the year for fear of having to pay him too much. Uh, this is. There were no, there was no MLB talk today, but this is some baseball level manipulation of contracts. I really am surprised, like the players' union hasn't come out and said something about this yet. This seems crazy to me that they would just let this fly, uh, or that the Broncos at least aren't punished for this in some way. This seems like uh, it's just a straight up manipulation of their contract. So apparently the Broncos approached Wilson after the game against the Patriots and asked him to uh, adjust his salary guarantee. So if if he got hurt, they would have owed him like uh, something like $35 million in, in March. But that's injured or healthy, no matter no matter what. I th- Actually, I think it may have just been an injury clause. But I, I I don't know whatever, but if he didn't adjust that salary guarantee, he was going to get benched for the rest of the season. Well, Russ rightfully said, "Fuck you, let's ride," 
<laughs> I'm going to ride the bench. <laughs> I want my money. Like, that came from Schefter, so no bullshit there. That was – that's kind of – that's absurd to me. You never hear about things like that in football. In fact, you hear about guys getting put into games to hit their incentives. So it, this doesn't make any sense to me. Wilson had 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions this season. Um, people are saying the Patriots might be interested in him. If they don't get one of May, Williams, uh, Penix, or Daniels, this should be an extremely viable option because then – I think it'll be it's like a vesting option or something, so it'll be like it'll be a one point one five million dollar contract on the books. So that's 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 totally fine with me. I'll take it. People are like, no, I don't want I don't want Russ. And the big thing that people are saying on like the Patriots subreddit is Yeah, Russell Wilson's a terrible teammate, apparently. Did you hear Mark did you hear that uh the guys had to go through his agent to reach him? Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman were talking shit on a podcast, and they are the only two people whose mouths that have come out out of. I am sorry if I'm a little bit skeptical that that's not 100% true. So I would I would be fine. Actually, well, not fine. But I don't think having Russell Wilson would be as bad as people are making out to be and as I've made it out to be in the past. <laughs> But uh, that'll be interesting. Browns don't need a quarterback. They can just sign Flacco to a lifetime contract right now. Do it. 16 for 22, 296 yards, three touchdowns in the first half against the Jets. Browns are on a roll. No Amari no Cooper, no problem. Has anyone else pointed out that uh, Flacco looks a lot like Stefanski? Let's go Browns. All right. Huge, huge head scratcher here. And I'll tie this back into the Michigan game, actually. Lions and Cowboys. Cowboys go undefeated at home for the first time since I think it said 93. It's been a while. But, yeah, they uh, – I just learned that Dak leads the league in touchdowns with 30. So forget what I was saying about last week about Lamar not having the stats for MVP, especially after this week. Lamar should win the MVP. I think I think that's safe to say. But uh, C.D. Lamb is that dude. 92, 92-yard touchdown right off the bat. Um, it was 10-10 to 10 after three quarters. I'm pretty sure like that's how a lot of the playoff games are going to go. I'm looking forward to it because I, it, while it was not as high scoring, it was still exciting. I love those kind of games. Um. Sam Laporta is so fucking good. I made fun of this draft so hard. The Gibbs, then Laporta back-to-back for the Lions. But that was, oh, great pick. Great pick. Looking, honestly, looking better than Travis Kelsey, to be, to be honest with you. I'm, he's at least on the path to be as good as Travis Kelsey. Uh, And then the Lions decided to try and tie the game up, but they said, fuck the tie. We want the win. 19 to 20 score and the Lions are going for two instead of going for over. didn't they do this last year I really feel like they did the same thing last year um oh Cowboys undefeated home for the first time since 1981 not 93 my bad but yeah the Lions go for two and 
there was there was a penalty called on them. Air, uh, Taylor Decker reported in as eligible, but the ref said that he didn't, and then they got a penalty for that. But instead of after that penalty, instead of just kicking the PAT, they decided to still go for two. That was dumb. That was the dumb part. After all that commotion, you still go for two. The Lions did deserve to win that game. I'm not going to lie to you. That was, that was bad. That was some bad juju. <laughs> we may as well talk about this because I said uh, it would be awful to see the Cowboys on the road and they're really hoping for an Eagles loss, even though that probably won't happen. Well, what do the Eagles go and do? They go and lose to the Cardinals. <laughs> that is the only reason I'm wearing the Pittsburgh Penguins jerseys because <laughs> Kyler Murray walked into Lincoln Financial Field with a Sidney Crosby jersey on and dominated the Eagles. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so funny. So funny. So that basically wraps up the one seed for the 49ers. And now the Eagles are looking at a wild card game away and the Cowboys are in first place in the NFC East what a wild turn of events the Eagles are sucking sucking and like I said I didn't watch the game so I didn't see what exactly happened but that was horrible horrible but the main thing that it helps our chances at a top three pick are still alive with the Cardinals win Cardinals move down to four Patriots move back up up to three I was so happy about that and it did look a little bit sketchy against the Bills at first because the Patriots were up seven to nothing off a uh, seven to nothing off a kickoff return but Zappy threw three interceptions I don't care let's get Williams or May and call it a day Williams or May and call it a day. Williams or May and call it a day. All right, I like that. <laughs> like I said, Lamar definitely hooked up that, locked up that MVP now. Five touchdown passes against the Dolphins, nonetheless. 56 to 19. 56 to 19. It, 100% Lamar for MVP. Going to be no, no question about that. This Bears win does help us a little bit because I think this might lead them to Marvin Harrison Jr. Bears killed it, 37-17, to and Justin Fields has been on fire since, uh, since about halfway through the season. Uh, what, a, what a great snowy game up in Chicago. <laughs> uh, the Colts keep their uh, chances alive at the AFC South. They beat the Raiders 23-20, to essentially ending the Raiders' chances of making the playoffs. I mean, I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're going to make it now. Uh, the Rams did keep winning. Uh, Tyrod Taylor actually went off 319 yards and a touchdown. That's crazy. The uh, The craziest division is still alive. Uh, we got the Saints and Bucks, and then – I think as long as the Buccaneers went out, they should win. Yeah, so if the Buccaneers went out, they'll win. But then the Saints also need to, I shouldn't say went out. 
if this <laughs> if they win their last if the Bucks win their last game, they'll be the winners of that division. But Atlanta, I mean, uh, New Orleans needs to be looking for a uh, loss from the Bucks there. If if the Bucks lose and the Saints win, then the Saints win the division. The Falcons, I think, can also get in. Yeah, the Falcons can also get in if they beat the Saints and if the Bucks lose to the Panthers. Not very uh, likely that anyone's going to lose to the Panthers when their owner is throwing drinks at people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of wild. The NFC South's owners are about as feisty as their teams. Jesus Christ. If only the Panthers would show some fight like their owner did. Damn. Uh, the 49ers won, the Jaguars won to keep pace, uh, the Texans won. We have a the, – the Texans are facing the Colts. So whoever wins that game, I believe, will at least have a – whoever wins that game will have a wild, wild card spot no matter what. So they're really hoping that the Jaguars lose – to the Titans. And then the if the Jags lose to the Titans, then the winner of the Colts-Texans game will be the winner of the AFC South. This is all crazy. Week 18 has so many clinching opportunities. There's like 20 teams still in the hunt, I think it said earlier. 20 out of 32 teams still in the hunt going into the last week of the regular season. What? Um... Nothing else really uh really crazy here. The Chiefs beat the Bengals. The Packers beat up on the Vikings. The Steelers beat the Seahawks, which was good for their playoff chances. But like I said, the AFC South kind of needs to fuck themselves over for that to happen. Uh the, yeah, next week is gonna be wild for all of these playoff scenarios. That's it's gonna be crazy. I actually can't wait to go over that. Speaking of the Steelers, I wish I had like that much crazy money to put $20,000 on the Steelers and win 51000 What a crazy, crazy bet. And then Portnoy, of course, the $1 million bet on Michigan. I don't know how much he won back. That's also insane. It was probably like he probably won back like $1.04 or so. I think it was like plus 104 for Michigan. Or minus one hundred and four for Michigan to win, or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, odds, odds are odd. I don't get it. Uh, but yeah. Oh, last one. Uh, last piece of information here just came out. Dalvin Cook has been released by the Jets. I don't know if really any playoff teams need him. I think it would be cool if the Bills sign him. Then they would have both the Cook brothers in their backfield. And honestly, the Bills might be the most likely team to want an extra running back they have Latavius Murray though so I mean no one's really running back starved out of all the playoff teams we'll see we'll see if maybe the Browns won them or something I I have no idea great week of uh football of NFL football coming up here to wrap up the regular season uh like I said I did go to uh Pittsburgh well Connellsville for the New Year's Eve festivities and I did do the polar plunge and I did get it on video. All right, checking in from the polar bear plunge. Water is a cool 38 degrees. 
Woo! Got a good group. Post plunge, I feel it in my lungs. Woo! Joe Rogan's cold plunge is set at 32 degrees. That water was 38, and I feel like a man. <laughs> Rogan actually did have a guest on that got sick from drinking the Yawk River water, which is the river that we jumped in. And I, I mean, I would never, never, ever drink it. <laughs> it uh, yeah, it was, that was rough. That was a rough one. Usually, well, the past two years, I've jumped in twice. But this one was a one and done. Get warm. Go eat food at the diner. <laughs> okay, everyone. I think that's all we have for this week. Looking forward to the college football national championship next week. Got to stay on the Washington train. Absolutely have to. feel like putting some money on that one. And then we have all of these clinching scenarios for next week in the NFL. So we'll go over all of that next week. Go over our predictions for the NFL playoffs next week. And we'll just see what happens throughout. All right, everyone. Make sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok now. Um, make sure you uh, just leave a like there. Repost. Do whatever you got to do. Whatever you do on TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> and then make sure to follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you very much. We'll leave with this. Happy New Year. Much, 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 much.